Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, today I'm sitting down with Portland-based Jamie Schmidt of Schmidt's Naturals. On today's episode, we talk about how she was able to turn her DIY project from her kitchen at home into a natural beauty empire that has made it way more accessible for people to get natural personal care products. We later get into what she likes doing in her spare time, how she's able to find balance while running her business, and her effortlessly simple green beauty hacks that you can do at home. One of these beauty hacks I did not think that you could do at home, but you learn something every day. So I hope you guys take something away from this. Um, Just a reminder to give this podcast a five star at the end. Um, I would really appreciate it. And as always, I appreciate you. So hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, before we head into that episode, I want to take a quick moment and talk about our partners over at Fur. Fur is the first line of natural care products to hydrate skin, soften hair, and eradicate ingrowns from head to toe. Fur provides beautiful, effective skincare and hair care for up top, down there, and everywhere in between. Fur's goal is to eradicate the stigma around pubic hair and body hair. Founded by Laura Schubert and Lillian Tung, two women who believe in natural, beautiful care for every part of the body. Because what you do with your body is your business and bottling the cleanest and most effective ingredients for your body is theirs. If you're interested in trying fur, check out their website at furu.com and get 15% off with the code LEMON15. Now to the episode. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, Is this your first time in Toronto? I was in Toronto as a child. I grew up in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, so that's not far at all. No, about a six-hour drive. Yeah. Um, but my first time as an adult. <laughs> and how do you like it so far? I love it. I was fortunate that I landed in some good weather. I understand Very this time weather. of year can be a little challenging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah. You are so lucky because it was forecasting for rain this entire week and like terrible rain and the the weather this past month has actually been insane. So you are blessed. Look at that. <laughs> I brought the sunshine. Yeah. So um, how long are you here for? Um, I got here Sunday night and I actually leave this afternoon. Oh my God. Yeah. Short and sweet. It's been Short a, a whirlwind sweet. journey though. I came from New York where I had some other press meetings and yeah. fun stuff planned. So That's I'm ready to go back to Portland. Fun. Ready. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we tell the listeners what Schmidt's Natural is? Yeah. Schmidt's um, was a company I started in my kitchen back in 2010. Um, today we, we call ourselves the new face of natural. Um, you know, our mission is really to bring natural products to the mainstream and do so at an affordable price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with these these humble roots in my kitchen, you know, Schmitz was born really out of a true passion. Um, it started more as a hobby. I didn't have a big business plan in place. Um, it was more of just my own personal quest to find a natural deodorant that worked well. I think that's um, everyone's biggest question. Yeah. And like everyone, like they want to do the switch and they're like, I don't know what to switch over to. And it's, I find that natural deodorant is like one of the most important things. Like when you're talking about clean beauty, it's like, mm-hmm. that's the first thing you should switch to. In it's my the opinion. hardest to it's switch the hardest to. Though. People are so nervous. Right. Yeah. Well, it's one of those products. If it's not working, you'll know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we can get away with a lotion that maybe doesn't perform like it's supposed to. And no one really notices. But when it comes down to deodorant, we all know and it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? You don't want to be the smelly person in the room. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, just my own personal quest to create a deodorant that worked and you know no strings attached I didn't have a big plan or end goal it was more just fun Mm -hmm. I thought you know there's got to be a a better option out there 
a lot of the natural deodorants, you know, not only the effectiveness was an issue for me, but also fragrance. I really wanted something that smelled good and just new, compelling scents. I felt mm-hmm. like it was a real opportunity there. Yeah. Um, and then the packaging too. A lot of the natural products had, had there's a certain kind of look or stigma attached to naturals. So with Schmitz, you know, one of my goals was to create a product that looked really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was also pregnant at the time. So of course I was paying closer attention to the products I was using. Yes. I wanted to make sure I was eating healthy and using only, you know, the safest, cleanest ingredients. Yeah. So one, I always admire people that are able to turn their like passion projects and hobbies into like a full-time gig. So hats off to you. Um, But when you say you started off like doing this in your kitchen, how did you even know where to start? Yeah, great, great question. I think the pressure was so low because nobody was expecting anything from me. You know, this was really just something that I wanted to do. Um, And so I really, I just started with ingredients that I knew would work. You know, I had done a lot of research on products that might help with wetness and odor control. Uh, I looked into a lot of different butters to help give, you know, the right consistency and um, a lot of different um, formulations and trial and error and, you know, months and months of just grinding and taking notes and writing down what worked, what didn't. Um, my husband was my my guinea pig. I was just going to say, were you your own guinea pig or did <laughs> yeah, you like select like of five of your friends to be like, okay, this is yeah. what you guys need to go and do now. Right. Yeah. We had a great time. You know, he would come home from work and I'd run up and smell his armpits. And, yeah. Um, that For was, a guy <laughs> to be willing to do that yeah. is like very impressive. Yeah. He was super sweet. <laughs> um, but also, you know, there was a lot of opportunity to go to farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. And so I would take my creations to the market and then I would get this real time feedback from customers. Yeah. You know, people would try the product one week and come back the next week and say, hey, I like this, but maybe the texture needs to be a little bit you know, more, more smooth and creamy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was this great opportunity to really like have this in-person focus group and then build, build the product. And like, and then, yeah, I remember um, I read somewhere that you said that Portland was very like a do-it-yourself type city and everyone was kind of like already getting into like DIY. So how did, um, like, is that something that inspired you to do that? Yes. Like do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That was another factor that played into it. Everybody in the city was, was a creator of some sort, you know, whether they were musicians or artists or maybe they were making candles or kombucha. Um, So I, I did struggle to, you know, find my place. I wanted to be, you know, one of, one of the cool kids making (laughs) something fun. And once I discovered natural um, product formulation, I, I realized I was really enjoying it. And I think right now Portland is one of like the biggest wellness cities out mm-hmm. there. Like everything is happening yeah. there, especially with food too. Right. Um, wow. So that's great. When did you decide, I know you were, you were pregnant and you were more conscious of wanting to switch over to natural products, but what was more so of the wake up call? Like, was it mm-hmm. something that you read or was it like information that was being right. like fed to you? Like I have always been into natural products. Mm-hmm. So that's usually been my priority when I'm shopping Um, there's, of course, there's research out there that we've all seen that says, you know, there's some concerns maybe around antiperspirants, um, other synthetic ingredients and some deodorants can be potentially problematic. And so these are things that I chose to stay away from. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that every ingredient in the deodorant I was using was, was serving a purpose. And that was the real, um, motivation behind Schmitz is to only use ingredients that were in the, their formula for, you know, really for a specific reason. Yeah. And what were you doing before this? A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I was really kind of on this soul searching journey for several years. Yeah. I, I had an undergraduate degree in business and I found myself working in human resources. I was quickly making my way up the corporate ladder. 
Um, I had a good job. You know, I was in downtown Chicago working for a foundation. I had really good benefits and pay, um, but it just wasn't feeling right. Yeah. Um, I went on to get a master's in sociology, which felt a little closer to something more fulfilling, but still kind of up in the air. Um, I was working with kids that had mental health issues and behavioral health issues, which was really rewarding work, but mm-hmm. really challenging. And um, it was great because when I discovered my passion for formulating, and I never really anticipated it would turn into, you know, a career. A whole career. And a whole, you know, turning point yeah. for me. So when did you realize though, like, okay, I can turn this into a full set, like full right. out hustle, yeah, full time. When I was hearing from customers at the markets that, you know, this product had changed their lives. They had tried everything and nothing had worked for them. And I never anticipated that type of feedback. You know, I knew the product was great and I was, you know, I assumed other people might enjoy it, but I never expected this level of, you know, sincere devotion and happiness with the product. And knowing that it's natural. So you're like, it's like you're helping people. Right. That's amazing. Um, So what I love is I love like the whole ethos behind making wellness attainable and available to the masses, because I feel like it's not something that should kind of be like behind closed doors. Like only Mm -hmm. certain people know, but it's so you guys were recently acquired by a giant company. Congrats on that. Um, So this way you are making products more accessible to the masses and you are putting them in stores that might have never have sold these types of products before. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. That is one of the, that was one of the driving forces behind Schmitz. Yeah. Throughout our growth was to make our product as widely available to as many consumers as possible. You know, our philosophy has always been that that natural should be the norm and not just for a niche customer. I there was, you know, the stigma attached to natural, as I mentioned, where it was for a specific type of customer, right? Or the hippies. Right. You know, right. like you would just but think the hippies, like the packaging would just it would just be like, oh, yeah. the hippies are using this. But also like, people <laughs> with money. Right? Yeah. Like natural tends to cost more. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that went into Schmitz too, is I wanted to make sure our prices were accessible. Um, and we never said no to any distribution channel. So whether that meant Costco or Walmart. You know, that was something that we were really interested in. So like now, like everyone should be right. making the switch. There's no excuse. Yeah, it's so true. And when we first launched into these mass retailers, mm-hmm. you know, we, there weren't other natural brands on the shelf. I mean, we yeah. had one or two. But once Schmitz got on the shelf, I think it was just a, a real sign that times are changing. And that consumers are, you know, really wanting some different choices. And are more aware. Right. Right. I think right. these past, like this past seven years, it's been a huge shift in the industry um, with products like toothpaste and deodorant, which are everyday staples. Like it's, people are more now knowing that they need to be making the switch, which right. is great. Um, another thing, what do you think is next for the brand? Where do you see it going? When I first started the business, I, I saw Schmitz as a deodorant only business. And that was mostly because, you know, I was so passionate about this one product and I could see the major impact that it was having on customers. I felt like I'd built this reputation that was really like for the deodorant being so effective, it was really hard to live up to that with other products. Right. Yeah. Um, but when we were listening to our customers, we were, we were discovering that they did want more mm-hmm. from Schmitz. One example I give a lot is, you know, customers would say they wanted to smell like Schmitz from head to toe. And so our bar soaps were, you know, a logical extension for the brand. Um, we have these really beautiful fragrances in our deodorants and the bar soaps, you know, we were able to put those same scents in and, and offer something new. And then oral care was a quick um, follow. That was in 2017 that we launched toothpaste. Yeah. Um, we also was had that hard. That. To, was that difficult to formulate? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, the, the deodorant was created in my kitchen. Right? This was, <laughs> it was a very different process. You know, it was it was me alone at the stovetop. Um, the OG recipe, right, too. Right, And continued, though, as we added more deodorant formulations, those were also made in my kitchen, even when I was moving to new houses. And, you know, even throughout um, the growth of the business, I was still going back to the drawing board in my home. Um, but with the toothpaste, it was a little bit different process. We knew what ingredients we wanted to see in the toothpaste and what ingredients we didn't want. And we found a partner, you know, a co-packer to mm-hmm. create the product for us. And so after a lot of conversations and many iterations, we went back and forth and settled on a formula we're really happy with. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. Now let's talk a bit about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you like doing? Like you're running this huge business. What do you like doing when you're not working? Yeah. Ooh, great question. So for seven years, I was literally just hundred percent in on Schmitz, but also I was a mom, a new mom. And so I had, I was wearing the, the entrepreneur hat and the mom hat. And it was, that took up all my time, really. Um, you know, my son is as old as the business. And so together the two were growing. Wow. Um, so, but once I sold um, Schmitz to Unilever yeah. in uh, December, 2017, I was able to kind of step back from operations, take a deep breath and, and think about, you know, where I'm at now in my life and all that I've accomplished and what else needs to be done. Um, so my first, my first goal was to really just to spend time with my, my son and, Take it easy, go sl- move slowly, um, and that kind of started with. And um, Portland's a perfect city yeah, to take it easy. It really is, and that really started with walks to school. You yeah. know, instead yeah. of like rushing out the door to get him on the bus, we decided to instead, you know, make the mile and a half walk to school. Um, so little, just little things like that have yeah. made a real difference in my life. Taking time in the morning, right, is so important. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I've also been doing some more. You know, I think back to where Schmitz started. And some of the resources that would that would have been helpful to me in those early days, and so now I'm really inspired by other entrepreneurs and makers, and want to give back to that community and really support them how I can. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few projects that I'm working on to to help. Oh, with that. can we hear about them? A yeah, bit? one is I started a, a a venture capital firm called Color. Okay, um, alongside my husband Chris. Yeah, and our goal there is to invest in entrepreneurs that really are having a hard time maybe accessing funding or need additional support. Generally, that would be women or people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of businesses that we're excited to be working with um, with that. Um, we also have a platform that we're launching this summer. Uh, we're going to be supporting other makers and brands and um, doing a lot of storytelling to bring awareness to what they are doing. Um, and then also having you know really relevant conversations about the workplace and and issues related to people's career. Mm-hmm. Um, so through this platform, we're going to be, um, yeah, bringing a lot of relevance to um, work and, and young entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, I think it's also, okay, we're in a time where so many people do kind of want to get out and do their own thing and mm-hmm. like, you know, leave the corporate world or whatever they're right. currently doing. And they just don't have the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know where to start and right. they don't have mentors. And so I feel like you were just like gung-ho, I'm going to do this myself, mm-hmm. but definitely giving back that, knowledge that you might have like gained in the past is like super important um and I mean now how do you like how did you find balance back then did you have balance back then you know gosh one thing that was important to me was to set a schedule I mean it sounds cheesy and kind of cliche but you know knowing what I was up against and having routines that I could depend on just brought me comfort um but I think the trick with that is is also knowing how to be flexible because things are definitely going to come up. 
and you need to be able to flex and not, you know, freak out if you're going off schedule. And um, so that, yeah, it's a challenge, but I think it's, you know, having some sort of system in place. Yeah. Helps. Definitely routine is mm-hmm. the best. So what like does your morning routine look yeah. like? I still, you know, despite that my schedule is a lot looser now, I still am pretty structured. Um, I, I like to get my workout done in the morning. Yeah. Once I get that, what's your done, workout I, of choice? Yeah, I have a couple things. I <laughs> rotate between a few different yoga styles yeah. and then um, spin. Yeah, spin class I do a couple times a week and yoga a couple times a week, um, and then but still walking my son to school every day, so I get the walk in. I love walking. Me too. Especially I feel like yeah. you guys just like have great weather all the mm-hmm. time, but here. It's very rare, but um, my favorite activity is just walking everywhere. It's also good for your mind. Mm-hmm. It like clears your head. Right. Um, also, if I'm listening to a podcast or music, yeah, it's just definitely... and you see things that you don't otherwise see. Yeah, if you're driving. Yeah, you know, it's oh, just when you're driving, out. you're definitely not paying right. attention. But like biking and walking, it's yeah. just you're so much more present in yeah. your surroundings. No, it's yeah. the best. Just taking a quick break in between, um, wherever you fall on the hair spectrum from bare to full for provides natural care to hydrate skin, soften hair and eradicate ingrowns from head to toe. Fur works with dermatologists and gynecologists on each product to take great care of hair and the skin that surrounds it. So whether you choose to keep it all wax, shave, trim, buzz or laser, if you're interested in purchasing any fur products, check out their website at furu.com and get 15% off with code LEMON15. Now back to the episode. Okay, so back to the deodorant. What was the first scent that you formulated? It was a the cedarwood juniper yeah. fragrance, and that was inspired by by Portland and all the woods that I was surrounded by. Yeah, and I mean, pretty masculine too. Yeah, you know, all our scents are gender neutral. Yeah, they can be approachable from both. Right, um, and that was my my favorite scents. I've always been real woodsy, yeah. earthy fragrances. So what inspires you, like, with your scents, mm-hmm. all the different ones? Yeah, a lot of it just comes from what's around me. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, the cedarwood, you know, where there's no shortage of forests around <laughs> Portland. Um, another great example is our jasmine tea mm-hmm. fragrance. Um, that one came from, literally, my husband and I were sharing tea one morning, and we were just talking about how fragrant and beautiful it smelled. And then we thought, gosh, we need a deodorant that smells like this. It's just such a lovely fragrance. And so we sent a tea bag to our fragrance house. The, and you're like, do company. this. Yeah, make we this, said, can figure you it make out. A scent that smells exactly like this. And they came back with something that was just so perfect. Yeah. And, so and we it's like potent enough too. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so Clean Beauty now is making like such a big movement. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite like DIY that people can actually Ooh, do yeah. at home? Because I, there are so many like little things, like I feel like coconut oil, right. like I just put it on my body sometimes. Yeah. But what are some like tips and tricks for the listeners that like, you know, like they can kind of just do themselves. Right. I, I think, And not be so nervous about like yeah. green beauty and also like right. playing with stuff in your kitchen. It's right? so overwhelming. And then you find maybe influencers that you trust or that you like. And so, you, you know, maybe follow what they're doing, yeah. and, which help, helps, I guess, to have somebody to kind of look up to to lead yeah. you. Um, but a few things for me that are, you know, cheap and easy. Um, I do a lot of the dry skin brushing yes. to get the lymphatic system moving. Um, Amazon has a brush on there for less than $5. Yeah, they're so cheap. Right. Yeah. That I love. I've actually been doing a little bit of um, cupping. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with cupping? Oh my God, cupping? cupping therapy. So I, my who was it? My, um, my acupuncturist, mm-hmm. I wanted to do it so long. And she's like, you, your body wouldn't handle it. And I, when I oh, heard that, I was cool. like, what? She's like, your blood is like too 
Really? I was like so upset about it because I was like, everyone's doing cupping. Mind you, I probably didn't need it because it's not right. like you don't need it. But um, I think everybody can benefit. I assume so. But she was like, I would just stay huh. away from that if okay. I were you. I'm like, Maybe okay, it's a, interesting. Every, everybody's body is, yeah. is different in that regard. So what but- do you do it for? Yeah. So I, you know, I was working with a massage therapist and she had suggested, I have some like tight fascia Mm -hmm. that it really helps loosen. Mm -hmm. So basically it'll kind of pull the fascia from the skin. It's a bit, it sounds a little intense and it can be a bit painful. And I mean, it leaves those bruises. So people get like, and they're actually not bruises. Um, It's people think they are, but it's the blood rising, um, the stagnant blood that's rising up to the skin surface. Um, but I do it in the shower, so it's easy. I, oh, I you do, do it yourself? Yeah, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm that's saying. That's amazing. It's cheap. Again, Amazon, I bought, found a set of cups for, you know, You're really the DIY queen. And, I, am. I would never <laughs> think to do that myself. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you how many a little places? bit of oil. <laughs> like, wait, how many? It's hard like, to do it on your back and yeah, stuff, of but um, my legs, I do it yeah. a lot in the shower. So I love the shower. I think it's the perfect time to do a lot of these things that you don't want to take right. time. So you're the type of person that takes like an hour in the shower. I like my shower. I have a pretty nice shower. We also have, it's a steam shower. Okay. So we can throw on the the steam and make it more of a spa moment. Yeah. Oh, okay. So do you kind of just do all the cups at once in the shower? I'm like really intrigued that you do this yourself. Yeah, no, it's fun. I bought several sets. So I might like put them on one leg and then wash myself. And then, um, so there's different ways to do it. You can put them on the skin and leave them Mm -hmm. or you can move them around as more of like a massage technique. Um, another thing I like to do in the shower is oil pulling. I don't know if you've done oh, the oil yes. pulling. So for me, it's something super easy. Like if um, for the listeners that don't know what oil pulling is, you, I used coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So you just swish coconut oil in your mouth or any oil. I think it's like a carrier oil mm-hmm. they, they suggest yeah. um, in your mouth. And it kind of, I think it's like 15 minutes that it's a long time. Yeah, like you don't they think say like it's five long, to 15 yeah. minutes. So. And um, it's basically supposed to remove toxins from your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, super healthy for you. But for me, that whole swishing thing for, I can't go past like five minutes. I'm telling you shower. I guess. Shower is the perfect time. To and then do. you ne- you never swallow it. No, it takes a little getting used to it. So, yeah. It's weird. It is weird. But it really is supposed to support the whole mouth health. Yeah, you know, it's a really ancient practice that people yeah. have been doing for a long and time. And I feel like people don't know that mouth health is also connected to gut health. Right. So it's kind of like they're two brains. Right. Um, and yeah, I had no idea that so many stomach issues can come from the mouth. Yeah. So if you want to try oil pulling, I would suggest it, but it was just not something that I was able to kind of like catch mm-hmm. on to. Um, okay, so oil pulling dry brushing, right. cupping, which I'm still, you should do like a DIY video on oh how gosh. to cut, <laughs> right? I'm serious. People don't know that they yeah. can probably do this it's, themselves. Yeah, that's true. It's I mean, there's genius. tons of videos out there, but it would be kind of Because fun. like if you go get cupping therapy, you're spending like, I think $75 an hour right. and you can do it yourself. I had, you know, one of my massage therapists gave me some little tips. Like for example, you know, stay away from um, the area behind your knee, which can be really sensitive or don't get too deep into the groin area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things it's, like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's smart to like have some sort of Guidance. experience with it before you dig in. Yeah. Um, but you kind of just went for it yeah. yourself. Like, you, yeah. I mean, like you good. did for the deodorant. Right. Yeah. True. Um, back to the story. I'm right. still so intrigued how you like started. So you started formulating, you went to the farmer's market. How did it grow mm-hmm. to the masses so quickly? Was it word of mouth? And then mm-hmm. how were you able to find like the first investors? I mean, right. yeah. Word of mouth was, was definitely very powerful. 
Um, is that how Portland is? Yeah. It okay. started really locally. You know, somebody had, may have tried it and loved it and talked about it. And it didn't take long before retailers were approaching me mm-hmm. at my booth, you know, and saying, have you thought about selling this in local in stores, retailers? Right? right. Okay. And, you know, once I was hearing that, I was like, well, yes, of course I'm selling. I want to sell in stores. Um, you know, some things went along with that. Are you like, kidding me? Like, yeah. Yes. But honestly, like going, when I first went there, it's not something I had thought about. Um, yeah. But once you have the opportunity to sell in stores and you start thinking about things like barcodes, right? Like I didn't have a barcode at that time on my products. Um, even like wholesale price, you know, these types of things that you have to learn as you go. Um, but, you know, once I started getting these local accounts, then it didn't take long before there were national accounts and international and then you get a couple of blog features or maybe an endorsement from some kind of influencer. Yeah. And that's when. When it hit like <clears throat> international, did mm-hmm. you have to like step back for a moment and be like, what the hell is yeah, going on? Yeah, my first international shipment was quite a quite an ordeal. Where was it? Um, the Netherlands. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. That's really and international. So, I was like, yeah. maybe like Vancouver, like no. across the pond. Yeah, right. We. It was funny because I got a phone call on my cell phone because back then my cell phone was also, was also the business phone. Um, and I remember like this woman saying, you know, I, I own this store in the Netherlands and I want to carry your product. And I remember like my heart just like racing. Cause my first thought was, you know, I don't know how to ship internationally. I got to figure this out. And then is it going to make it there? Okay. Right. Oh yeah. Once that order left for Portland, I attracted that thing until it arrived. And then yeah. I was, yes, I made it. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, I, back then I was making batches of like 20, deodorants and she had ordered 300, you know, and so that was a, that was a big, That's a big deal. order. And so it took me, I yeah. had to focus just on getting that order out the door. And what did your yeah. original packaging look like? Jars. We had glass okay. jars. And people could jar. just like scoop it out. Right? Yeah. And you put it on like a lotion and we still have the jar deodorant. It's mm-hmm. um, very popular amongst some, um, but the stick was really, you know, the one that most customers could relate to. It was something that um, they felt comfortable with. It, it was a makes the transition a little right. bit more comfortable. Yeah, less daunting to switch to natural. Yeah. You can use it in a form you're familiar with. What do you tell people is kind of like to anticipate when you're switching mm-hmm. from a conventional deodorant? When I say conventional, I do mean like more so like aluminum base, like mm-hmm. an antiperspirant. So switching from a more conventional deodorant to the natural deodorant. Yeah, this question does come up quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's different for everybody. You know, some people can switch with zero n- noticeable, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. They can just go one day from using antiperspirant and then go to natural and there's no, you know, no noticeable changes or, or anything that they need to be, you know, concerned with. Other people might experience excessive sweating. Um, I've heard some people might be a little more stinky for several days as your body is adjusting. Um, there's a theory that sometimes, you know, if you've been using aluminum, then that has to leave your body. So it's like a detox. So it's kind of a whole detox process. Sometimes there might be some skin irritation that happens. Mm-hmm. But um, all of these are normal. Yeah, and, and very unique for each person. Yeah. You know, one thing I like to advise um, people on is to, if you are switching, do so slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe introduce a natural deodorant every few days, you know, rather than just like going in hundred percent. Yeah. That way your body has a little bit more time to adjust and you can see really how your body's responding. Yeah. For me, when I kind of realized that antiperspirant was like no bueno for your mm-hmm. body is when I could say, if I put it on on Monday, by Wednesday, I still didn't need to wear deodorant. So I'm like, what right. is going on? Yeah. This is not normal. And I was still like 
getting the effects of like that no sweat. Um, so now I use de- like natural deodorant every day. Like, you know, in the morning, right. it's the first thing I put on. And I, I don't think twice because I know that there are not really any harmful um, strings attached to something like that. Right. You, you know? know, our, our approach has never been to use scare tactics, yeah. you know, tell people that, oh, aluminum's going to, you know, do all, do X, Y, Z. It's more for us about what's in the product. Mm-hmm. You know, we focus, you know, a little bit about like what's not in the product, of course, but then what's in it is really where the value is, mm-hmm. I think. And with Schmitz, you know, every ingredient that we choose does serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, before you created Schmitz and you were, switching over to the natural mm-hmm. deodorants. What two ingredients were you looking for though? Like how did you know what was important? Yeah. I wanted to stay away from fillers. Yeah. Water is a commonly used yeah. ingredient and it's really only in there to take up space. <laughs> yeah. And your formula and make it cheaper. Yeah. Um, for I me, feel like a lot of products do that. Yeah. yeah. It is not uncommon. Um, you know, for me, I wanted to make sure you were getting the skin nourishing mm. um, from, from the product as well. You know, so we use things like uh, cocoa butter and shea butter, coconut oil. And very hydrating. Yeah. Super hydrating. Yeah. Um, so if you could have given yourself any advice, Ooh. if you had a mentor, yeah. what advice would you give someone who wants to start their own business right mm-hmm. now? I think it's, there's a couple of things. One is just, you have to just go for it and don't overthink it and don't obsess too much over the competition. I think it's important to be aware of what's happening in the industry, of course. But if you're looking too closely at who's doing what, then you get lost and you get, you know, you get distracted from your own idea and your own purpose. Um, Another thing I like to say is if you're in this just to get out. So, for example, I have a lot of people coming to me and saying, you know, I want to start a business and I want to sell it. (laughs) That just I I feel like you're starting from the wrong place. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more common, I think, because a lot of people are seeing success with brands like Schmitz and they think, well, I can do it, too. And. You know, I don't, it concerns me with people, if their first goal is to, to make the big buck. And I think, you know, starting from a place of passion is a lot more effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to come from a good place yeah. with a good ethos. And I think that with you, what makes it so genuine is like you mentioned before, you started this in your kitchen and never in a million years did you think that this would get to right. where it is. And I mean, you did take, it was baby steps. It, nothing mm-hmm. happened for you overnight. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of like, it was a progress um, to get to where you were. So I also do believe that like, there is no right time. Like the right time is now. Right. So for people who are like, you know, like next year, if I have like right. this amount of money saved, or if I feel like whatever, I don't even, I can't even think of an idea right now. Right. Just, I mean, I was probably, I started probably at the most inopportune time, right? I yeah. I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I was pregnant. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't, the stage was not set for, you know, a fast yeah. growing company. I mean, and also like going back to Nike, the whole like just do it. Yeah. Literally. Right. Cause you're never, you're never going to regret trying. Right. That's how, yeah. that's definitely how I see You'll it. Regret um, so trying. what are your summer plans? Ooh. Well, um, I live, we moved into a new house last summer and we're very fortunate to have a pool. <laughs> so I look forward to spending a lot of time in the pool. Yeah. Um, I'd probably do some hiking and camping and, um, yeah, I will also be launching this new platform that I was telling you about. Yeah. Is that taking up a lot of time? It is, you know, it's not so consuming that I don't have time for other things, but it's Mm -hmm. a nice, healthy balance. And my husband and I work really well together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, um, are you planning any trips or anything? We'll probably go back to Michigan to see my family. Um, we'll have some visitors out 
to see us. Um, yeah. But generally, we keep close to home in yeah. the summer. I feel like Portland is like the most perfect place. Yeah, the weather is, is gorgeous. You're staying the there forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I might get the itch. But for now, I'm happy um, there. Okay, I feel like we've covered so much, but yeah. what do you kind of hope to see for other big brands yeah. like making a switch to green beauty? I think it's a weird question. Yeah, no, no, it's not weird at all. I think, you know, brands starting now need to make sure they're doing something different. Um, it's really easy to be inspired by what's happening and what's successful. And I think that's great. But I think when you're coming into a market that's as competitive as it is, mm-hmm. you have to make sure you understand like your own unique POV. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I think that's all the time yeah. we have today. Thank, Thank you. you so much, yeah, Amy. No. Um, for people listening, you can follow Schmidt's Natural. At, what was the Instagram account? Smith Naturals. Schmidt's Naturals. Schmidt's yeah. Naturals. Um, the, the, the Instagram is very beautifully curated, by the way. Um, so for any tips on clean beauty, you could definitely find that there. And stay tuned because Jamie's platform will be launching and you'll be able yeah. to find out about it. And you it can keep, you know, keep up to date on some things I'm doing and little mm-hmm. tips and tricks um, on my Instagram too. Yeah. Um, it's Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, yeah. Schmidt 22. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much. Thank um, you. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.